0: spirit of faith, go ahead and stand up with us. Let's worship the Lord tonight. Let's tell him how good he is. Let's remind ourselves of how good he is. He is good in the morning. He's good in the evening. He's good all the day long through. Oh, he's so merciful and righteous. Thank you, Lord, for being such an awesome father and such an awesome God.
1: we thank you, Father. We worship you today. We thank you for your goodness and all that you are to us. Thank you for your greatness, Father. Thank you for your care for us. We give you all praise and all glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome, Spirit of Faith. We're glad to be here. Amen. You're going to be blessed today. Amen. If it's the first time that you're here with us we're delighted that you're here with us you know be ready because there's answers coming from god for you amen and uh if you come on a regular basis we're excited that you're here again with us amen so we love you and appreciate you and um as as you take your seat turn to your neighbor and tell tell your neighbor today you're going to be greatly blessed for god will minister to you praise god Welcome, everybody. We're excited to be here, as I mentioned, and uh, I have a few announcements for you, and then we will continue with the service today. Uh, The first one that I have is uh, we want to remind the Next Level group, uh, the Next Level Advanced uh, activity, the the off-campus outdoor activity that they're going to be having is coming here pretty soon. So we want to remind you that the final payment of eighty dollars per person, along with payments for extra amenities, are due on Sunday, August twentieth. Uh, so make sure that uh, you have it in your calendar, or if you can take care of it, let's just take it take care of it ahead of time. Amen. Uh, if for some reason you haven't registered, you can register and prepay online at everlyministries.org, and the passcode that you need for that is uh, next level event. If there's any questions, uh, you can email Brother Andre Echos and he can help you with that as well. Praise God. Uh, We also want to remind you, uh, this is another announcement, the Harvest Christian Daycare is going to be having their Summer Splash Vacation Bible School. That's going to be tomorrow. So it's an exciting, exciting time for the kiddos. And uh, they're going to be blessed, they're going to be edified, they're going to have a great time, they're going to have lots of fun. Uh, The theme this year is Faith That moves Mountains, amen? So we're going to, they're going to be teaching them about who they are in Christ. Probably the, you know, everything, everything is through Christ. So if we are in Him, you know, they have all supply and they would be greatly blessed. So it's going to be a wonderful time for them. It's going to be a special field trip. It's going to be at the Marion uh, Municipal Swimming Pool. So they're going to have a lot of fun, as I mentioned. The cost is only $7 per child. And uh, if, if for some reason you have not turned in the packet, uh, we remind you to please turn it in, uh, complete it, and then turn it in at the HCD office by tonight. So you still have a little bit of, a little bit of time if you need it. Amen? Amen. Wonderful. Uh, another announcement is uh, on Saturday, August 26th, uh, starting at 1 p.m., we're going to be having a maintenance work day around our campus. So uh, we need your help. You know, if you uh, have those uh, skills to, to uh, do some maintenance or if you can follow direction, uh, we invite you to come. Hey, <laughs> right? It, it, we all need to follow direction. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. And uh, so, um, you know, that, that way they can give you a direction and you can help us. And um, so, if you can sign up by Wednesday, August 23rd, there's a sign-up sheet in the hospitality foyer. That would be great. If there's any questions, you can see Brother Rob Thompson, and he can help you with that as well. So, um, also, Sunday, August 27th, is going to be an Advancement Sunday. So what does that mean? Uh, if you have children entering first, fourth, or seventh grade, uh, they will begin uh, in their new classrooms on this day. So um, make sure that you, to let us know and if you, or, or to make sure that you remember to do this. And if you have any questions, you can contact Ms. Jennifer Rothwell, and she can help you with that. And those are all the announcements for today. Praise God. Amen. Are you liking these short
2: announcement sessions? <laughs> yeah, they've been cut down a little bit. I haven't had a lot lately, but that's all right. Good. Good to see you, everybody. You're, welcome, you're glad you're here tonight. Yeah. Welcome to our service. Glad you're here. If you're here for the first time or many many times, God. God has a plan for this service, and we're going to get it. Yes, right. Anybody else hungry for what God has for you tonight? Yeah. I mean, you're here. You may as well get what God God has for you, right? Yeah. And uh, we're going to get it. So I'm just glad to see you and. Uh, we're going to go ahead and receive this evening's tithes and offerings. If you need an envelope, you can raise your hand there, and the ushers will get that to you. And if you're making out checks, of course, you know how to make them out. And uh, I want to read something to you. If you uh, w- would listen, this is in 1 Kings chapter number 18, verse 41. Elijah, this is whenever there had been a drought for a period of time. And uh, then uh, Elijah started hearing a, something else in the, spirits, in the spirit realm. And he said to king Ahab, he said, "This is First 1 Kings 1841, "Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound. I hear the sound of abundance. a sound of something they hadn't had for a long time. A sound of abundance of rain." Uh, how many of you know he wasn't hearing that sound in the natural? He heard it in the spirit before he heard it in the natural. Amen. Not just the sound of rain, but the sound of abundance. Abundance of rain. Amen. And so to get into abundance, you've got to hear a different sound. You can't be tuned into whatever the media is saying, you've got to be tuned into heaven because heaven's making a different sound. I wish I could preach on this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but uh, you know, Jesus came preaching that sound. He came saying in Luke 4, The Spirit of the Lord's upon me. He's anointed me yeah. to preach the gospel to the poor. Amen. That was a different sound. And then he finished it up saying the year of... Ju- well, the King James doesn't say the year of Jubilee, but he's referencing when he says the acceptable year of the Lord. He's talking about the year of Jubilee. Yeah. And that was the year whenever everybody's... Uh, everybody that had gone into debt, their debts were canceled and everyone was restored to their properties or whatever they lost. And that was announced on the Day of Atonement by a sound. Did you know that? It was announced by a trumpet on the Day of Atonement. Somebody on the Day of Atonement got the trumpet and blew it on that 50th year of Jubilee. And that was a sound that was different than what they had been listening to. And oh, blessed are the people that know the joyful sound. There's a sound in the Spirit that whenever you hear it, it's, it brings good news. I, I went to the denominational church for years, and when I started really hearing the Word, I heard a different sound. I heard something I hadn't been hearing. I heard freedom. I heard, I heard liberty. I heard victory. I heard abundance. I heard, I don't have to be Paul no more. <laughs> It was a different sound. How many of you like this sound? Cedar Rapids is hearing a different sound. Praise God. Psalm 89, 15. Blessed are the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. Um, That's talking about that sound of the trumpet of Jubilee is what it's referencing to. Listen, if what you uh, see doesn't speak abundance, then you can tune into the realm of abundance in the spirit and listen to the sound it makes. And how many of you know at that sound you rejoice? Not at the seeing do you rejoice, but at the sound you rejoice. I'm talking about the sound of the gospel. That Jesus came preaching the gospel to the poor. The gospel has a sound in it of abundance that you have never heard by anybody talking to you in the natural. It's got, it's got a sound. And and listen, whenever you are tuned into that sound, it doesn't matter what everybody, you know, they're making the sound of groaning and moaning and, and the lack, and, and, but you're hearing a different sound. Whatever they whatever sound they're making, doesn't register on you because you're tuned into another realm. Amen. Say it out loud. Abundance has a sound. Amen. And guess what? If you're tuned into it, it'll it'll change the sound you're making. Yeah, it'll change the sound you're making. God doesn't want His people having the sound of a groan. The, the, he wants a, he's got enough of that in the world. He hears enough of that in the world. He's looking for his people to know the gospel message of freedom from poverty and make a different sound. What is that sound? It's the sound of praise. That's what the sound is. Hallelujah. Let's stand up and make a different sound tonight. Hallelujah. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know that sound? Do you know that sound? (laughs) Hallelujah. I hear the sound of abundance. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for the rain. We thank you for the outpouring. We thank you, Father God, for the sound of the gospel, the liberty, the freedom that is ours because of the redemptive work of Christ that he redeemed us from the curse of the law. Hallelujah. We love that sound. It's a sound of victory. It's a sound of abundance. It's a sound, Father, where we're no longer struggling in the name of Jesus. It's a sound where the devil is under our feet. Hallelujah. We rejoice in the message of the gospel. Father God, we make the sound of the Gospel. We declare our faith tonight. We say we're free. We say we bring our tithes and offerings and all these things are added to us. We thank you, Father, it comes by grace through faith in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you that abundance is working for us because we're tuned into that sound, we're making that sound. And we thank you, Father God, that uh, the Word of God is true and never changes. And so we are always making this sound in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. The devil wants to bring bad reports to get you to make the wrong sound. But how many of you know whenever you make the right sound, it puts him on the run? Yeah, puts, praise puts him on the run. Amen. Well, glory, I've been preaching, offering sermons to you for 20 years, and I believe you're getting it. (laughs) Amen. I believe you're getting it. I believe you're getting it. You're getting, you're hearing the sound. When you hear that, when you hear what's being said about finances in the word, you hear something that you don't hear at the job, you don't hear on the news, you don't hear at the university, you don't hear anywhere else. It's the sound of victory, sound of freedom financial freedom! Amen! That's included in Jesus' gospel. He came to preach the gospel to the poor. You know what good news for the poor is? You don't, well, really, it's more than just you don't have to be poor. It's you're not poor. Jesus was made poor that you might be rich. What a sound! What a, that, You just don't hear that anywhere else! Amen! Hallelujah. Well, Lord, we give in faith tonight. We give our tithes and offerings thanking you for the abundance that is in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. I want you to open, if you brought your Bible tonight, I think a good place to start would be James 3, and uh, we are so glad to have everyone by live stream. If you're joining us, thank you for joining us. We're so glad to have you there. We look forward to hearing from you down in the comments about where you're watching from, listening from, and uh, let us know what God's doing in your life. Praise God. We appreciate your, your uh, comments and your, your interaction. We, we've been hearing from more of you. So thank you for joining us and, and get your Bible open, get the distractions set aside, amen, and uh, receive from God. <clears throat> James chapter number three, a little echo in the room. I don't know if you gentlemen can hear that back there, but uh, I want to read something that... Uh, um, well, let me, before I read this, let me say over the last... Let's see. since June, somewhere in June over the last couple of months, I guess you could safely say the Lord has said something to me specifically uh, in the last couple of months, uh, twice, actually, about something concerning the love walk, walking in love. Walking in love with our brother and our sister. You know, the, the Bible talks about uh, walking in the divine kind of love. Yes. It's a different kind of love than human love. You know, the flesh will, the flesh will treat you like, I, like, like it'll treat, you know, if you treat me bad, I'll treat my flesh, not, not, not my, my spiritual nature, but my fleshly nature will treat you bad if you treat me bad.
0: Right.
2: Yep. And that's just part for the course for the world. Yep. <clears throat> you know, tit for tat, this for that and uh, so forth, but we have a different kind of love on the inside of us. Romans 5.5 says the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. Amen. Amen. And that's a different kind of love. That's the kind of love, you know, the Bible says that the love that God loved us with was was, uh, while we were yet unlovely, Christ died for the ungodly. I mean, he didn't love us because we first loved him. He loved us whenever we were not... We hadn't responded, and there was no indication we were going to respond. And so um, that's the kind of love that that we are called to walk in. Somebody said, well, I'm not God. I can't love like that. But you have got the love of God shed abroad in your heart. So we know you're not God, but you do have the love of God shed abroad in your heart. And uh, so it's not that we don't have it. It's not that we can't do it. He's already furnished it for us in the new birth. This is not natural. It's not uh, inherent in ourselves. It came into us at the new birth. And that love can dominate us. People say, I just can't love this person, or I can't walk in love in this situation. Well, rephrase it. At least be honest. Don't say you can't, but just say you won't. Because right. <laughs> if you can't, that means you don't have that kind of love. Yeah, yeah. But the Bible says you do. Right. Yes, sir. So, so it'd be better to say, no, I won't, rather than I can't. But uh, and that's that's uh, maybe maybe a little strong, but yet it is the truth. We all know that. Everybody, everybody, tell your neighbor. I know that about you. <laughs> but anyway, twice in the last couple of months—I'd safely say two months, not, a little less actually—but um, he's spoken to me about the importance of walking in love, and and uh, he dealt with me actually back in June. Remember, on Sunday morning, first of all, this past Sunday morning, we were talking about. Uh, really uh, guarding, protection, keeping yourself as you go through a door where there are many adversaries. (laughs) And uh, he began to talk to me about that back in June when I was down in Paducah, Kentucky with Pastor Nancy and her Miracle Crusade. And uh, whenever he started, and I prayed a lot that week, during that week, about getting through this door. Actually, it got over into travail in some of it, which uh, tells me how strong it's on God's heart thus us getting through this door, talking about an expansion in ministry. I talk about it all the time because I want you to be on the same page. And we talked on Sunday about there are many adversaries there, and you've got to keep every door closed to those adversaries. If you didn't get that service, go back there. I encourage you to listen to that. But um, really what I said all that for was to get to what I'm going to preach tonight. Come on, And that is what he said to me down in uh, Paducah when I was praying about this, very specifically he said, uh, let's see if I got the actual quote here. Uh, I mean, I know I, I can say it, but I want to say it like uh, he, he said it. Um, but he said to me very specifically that unity and walking in love as is protection as you walk through the door in ministry that, that, has, that uh, I have been talking to you about here in Paducah. Unity and walking in love is protection. As you walk through this door in ministry. Somebody said, well, that's you, Pastor. You're walking through the door of ministry. No, we're all walking through the door. We're all going through this door. And uh, so he's telling me how important, that's, that's that phrase back in June, telling me how important walking in love is. Then, um, and, uh, and so I've been meditating on that. I wrote a lot of things down. I hadn't, didn't have any unction really to preach it, but I'm going to preach it tonight. Because on Sunday after, well, Sunday, Sunday, let's see, Sunday, Sunday evening, I guess it was. Was it just this past Sunday evening, I think it was. Um, was that when we had a lot of rain all day? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's why I was back on the back porch, laying out on the back porch. It was dark, but that, oh, that rain. And it was cool outside. In fact, I just got me a blanket and I said to my wife, good night. I'm gonna. And then I ended up going in the house, but I was going to sleep on the back porch. I grew up as a kid whenever... Pennsylvania summers, nice cool evenings, you go back, you get two of mama's old blankets and you get a bunch of clothespins and you go out to the clothesline and you put one down, you clip two on and put one on this side and one on that side, stake it down somehow, put you something in there and that's, that's where you sleep at nighttime. (laughs) That's right. All the country boys said, amen. Amen. Now, my wife likes camp. My wife, when I married my wife, she said she liked camping. But I found out she doesn't like camping. She likes what she thinks is camping, but that's not camping. She likes glamping. Oh, come on now. Where's... <laughs> you know something I'm going to do before I go to heaven? I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do sometime before I go to heaven. I'm going on an Alaskan moose hunt. Oh, come on. And we're going to, come on now. Come on. Out in the rough. Let's go. Are you going? I didn't invite you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. Okay. She said leave me some shopping money, so I will. But anyway, um, how would I digress? I got off on that. But, but I was out on the back porch Sunday night and just fellowshipping with God. I mean, you know, just worshiping God, and just talking, you know, just open if he has. didn't know if he has going to say anything. But, and I'm praying and I got some things on my heart about, about this walking in love again. And he said, I want you to go in the kitchen. I want you to get some bread and some juice, some wine, not wine, but, you know, that represents the It was elderberry juice, just in case you were wondering. (laughs) We didn't have any grape juice. Orange juice doesn't seem to work, you know. (laughs) But he said, I want you to go in the kitchen. I want you to get some bread and some juice. And I want you to take communion. Just me. And he said, I want you to commit when you're taking communion to always walk in love. So said, that's the second time he said something to me about that. Say it out loud. I'm committing with pastor to always walk in love. Well, he's trying to tell us where in the days to come, we're going to need that protection. Galatians 5, verse number 6 says, faith works by love. This is not a day... To have something God gave for your protection to not work. I said, this is not a day to have something God gave you for your protection to not work. Faith. It's not a day for your faith not to be working because that's how you resist the devil. The devil's got plans for the church in the last day. I don't know if you've ever read the Bible. But not only that, and, and see, we can be protected from all that, by the way. I'm not preaching I'm not doom and gloom. But, but you have to uh, keep all the doors closed. <laughs> and you have to have everything that God gave you for protection working. It's not a day to not have something working. And uh, since faith works by love, anybody who's interested in these last days walking in faith is going to be very, very interested in learning how to walk in love. I've learned as ministers who grow older in the Lord, uh, I, I've learned and watched them that they preach more on walking in love than some of us youngsters do. Come on, come on. Well, that means, that, they just, that means they've learned some things. That's right. That's right. Maybe we ought to learn it. Anybody, everybody, we talk a lot about faith, but let's, let's just be zeroed in on the love walk. Amen. Yes, sir. And uh, we could spend really months on this. But, um, so, since the Lord has dealt with me about it, let's talk about it. Amen. James 3, verses number 14 through 16. Now, I'm not after anybody. I don't know of anybody that's not treating me right right now. My wife's treating me real good. I mean, she finally got it. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Can I get a ride home? That'd be all right. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But uh, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not thinking of any situation or scenario that I'm going through right now. But it, how many of you know the Lord will get you ready ahead of time? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, He will, because we're the head. He made us the head and not the tail. Right. Yes, sir. Yes. Amen. So James 3, verses 14 through 16. If it, but if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, Glory not and lie not against the truth. Notice he mentions strife there. This wisdom, now that's talking about that strife back there or the envying, whichever one, but both of them, really they all go together. This wisdom, okay, so strife is a wisdom, but it's not God's wisdom. This wisdom descends not from above, in other words from God, but is earthly, we would say worldly, Number two, sensual, we would say fleshly. And number three, devilish. Yeah. This is a strife is of the world. It's of the flesh and it's of the devil. Yeah. I've learned that strife is the devil himself in manifestation. It shuts down everything of God. Wow. Just wow. Sh- shuts it down. And we'll look through this as we go through this and we'll learn a lot about this tonight. But um, it's very, it's worldly, it's fleshly. It's, it's a worldly wisdom. It's the wisdom of your flesh. And it is the wisdom of the devil. Why would it be the wisdom of the devil? Because it opens the door to the devil. He wants you to open the door to him. And so we got to look at this. I believe that uh, from keep on reading this, look what it says. But the wisdom that is from above... Uh, excuse me. Let's back up. I missed a verse here. It's, it's earthly, uh, sensual, and devilish. Verse 16. Where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Yes. So what he's saying is that envying and strife opens the door to the devil. Yes. Yes. In other words, he can come in carte, carte blanche and just do anything he wants. There's no restraint on him. Right. Every evil work Amen. It's dangerous ground. Strife is dangerous ground, right? So well, let's let's keep on reading. We're envying and strife is there is confusion. That's important. The word confusion is very very important because if you go to James, excuse me, not James. If you go to First John two verses nine and ten, I believe maybe eleven, but somewhere right down through there, he says the man that hates his brother is in darkness and doesn't know where he's going. In other words, walking in strife, hate, hate and strife and all those things, that's, that has a spiritual dulling effect on your spirit, and you can't perspe- perceive spiritual things. You don't recognize timing. You don't recognize... Now, how many of you know that the Spirit of God in you is one of the keys to living in divine protection because He'll warn you of things? But if you're not perceptive or I'm not perceptive of what He's warning us about then we could stumble right into something that God wanted us to avoid because we weren't sensitive to the Holy Ghost because we were dulled spiritually by not walking in love and get get caught up in something God never intended we'd be in. But it wasn't God's fault, it was our dullness through overriding the love of Christ which constraineth us and overriding that and saying things which are not the love of God, acting in ways towards others that is not the love of God. And dulling our conscience where we can't sense the Spirit of God like we should have. Listen, you always keep this in mind. Other people might, you know, let things out of their mouth, might act certain ways, but keep this in mind. Others may, but I may not. Especially if you're going to go on with God, especially if you're going to go further into the plan of God, the anointing on your life, and be used more of God, you become a target. So, whatever others can get away with, don't just say, well, that's my standard. That's not your standard. What your standard is is the Word of God. And the Bible says we love one another as He has loved us. That's a high standard. We don't love each other as they love us. I don't love you like you love me. I'm not saying you don't love me. I'm saying that's not my standard. If somebody doesn't walk in love towards me, my standard doesn't come down and God say, that's all right, they didn't treat you right. No, my standard is how he loved me. And that's a debt. Remember Romans 13 talks about, oh, no man, anything but to love him. That's a debt I'll never get paid. Because I was forgiven of much. Anybody else forgiven of much? So I owe my brother to forgive him his little puny things against me whenever I was forgiven big things by God. Forgiveness is the love walk. Ephesians 4, if you don't, don't ever forget that. Walking in love, means that means I forgive. The Bible says, be kind one to another. Ephesians 4, 31, starts around 28, but goes down through 32, I believe, 31, 32. Uh, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Okay, so he's talking about forgiving like he forgave us. Everybody say he's talking about forgiving. Then chapter 5, verse number 1, God, uh, God doesn't write his letters to us in chapter and verse any more than you do when you write to people. Same thing. He said, um, and then chapter uh, 5, verse number 1, that's the last verse there I just read there, in verse, uh, chapter number 4, Ephesians 4. What is that, 31 or 32? 32. So then he said in chapter 5, verse number 1, what's he say there? Be therefore followers, King James says, followers, it's imitators in the Greek, of God as dear children. Isn't that right? And what? And walk in love. So he just got done talking about forgiveness and then he said walk in love. What's the first word in chapter 5, verse number 1? Therefore. Therefore connects what he just said to what he's getting ready to say. So, forgiveness is walking in love. Always put those two things together. To hold ill will, a grudge, uh, heart, hurt feelings, uh, you know, uh, not, not being able to be around somebody is unforgiveness. Well, tell your neighbor, he might be preaching somebody behind us, but it's the truth. <laughs> those people on the back row, they're the ones, man. I'm telling you, get them. So... All right, so, all right, back to this James chapter 3, this wisdom, mm-hmm. this wisdom, strife is the wisdom of the flesh. It's the wisdom of the devil. Right. He wants you to get into it because he wants you uh, to open the door to him. But he said, uh, so, so what the Lord said to me, seeking wisdom, excuse me, seeking, uh, he, let me rephrase this, wisdom is Uh, Seeking to walk in unity. Wisdom is avoiding strife. The wisdom of God. The wisdom of God seeks to avoid strife. Keep strife out. Wisdom, the wisdom from above, the wisdom of God, gets along with people. Listen, to the wisdom of God walking in unity and walking in forgiveness is more important than losing money or the money you might have lost. I've had the Lord tell me, just forgive them, let it go, because they need you in their life. They need what you're saying to them. And if you don't walk in love, it'll cut off your ability to say those things to them. People are more valuable. People's well-being is more valuable than getting your way. Tell your neighbor, he went ahead and started preaching pretty good. So seeking unity is wisdom. Fussing and strife is not wisdom. It's not wisdom to open the door to the devil. Now, particularly in two cases. Number one, in the end times, because the Bible says in the last days, perilous times will come. It's not wisdom to open the door to that. Number two, uh, it's not wisdom right now to open the door to the devil because we're going through a door into increase, and by those doors are adversaries, and they're looking for a way to end. So it's just not wisdom to open the door to the devil um, when uh, in a place where uh, he's employing the pile-up tactic. Remember what we talked about on Sunday? That, that there are many adversaries, means they pile up there. So it's not wisdom to open the door to the devil whenever he's piled up there. <laughs> Amen. So, um Almost all the verses before James 3, 14 and 16, if you go back, like starting in verse number two, for example, on down through, down these verses we just read in 14 through 16, you'll see that most of those verses are talking about controlling the tongue. Amen. It's not wisdom to spout off just everything that your flesh feels. When your flesh is irritated. It's not wisdom to spout it off, amen, and say things that uh, your flesh wants to say. Amen. Harsh, retaliatory words, or speaking evil, or criticizing. Amen. I don't have the time tonight. I didn't have, I had a lot of verses I could have go to, but the Bible warns against harsh words, coarse words. These are, these are, uh, things that are, that it uses retaliatory words. It talks about speaking evil. Now, most people think that that means using four letter words and certainly that's, you know, evil, but speaking evil just means, uh, love works no ill toward his neighbor. And if I communicate with you, my brother's sin, I'm speaking evil of him. Yeah. And we could get into a lot of that. Just, just go to 1 Corinthians 13 in the Amplified, verses 4 through 8, and do, look down through there and see how, see how you're doing. <laughs> I'm telling you what, I can't get through the thing anytime without seeing an area I need to work on. You say, Pastor, are you that bad? Just like you. <laughs> No, it's not that we're not making progress. It's just, boy, that, 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 that is a high standard. Believes the best of every person. Woo, Jesus. So, uh, the, to live in a home that's full of contention, hurtful words, actions um, that are mean or, or that are intended to hurt. It's like uh, living or going through a storm without a shelter to go into, like without a storm shelter. I mean, you know, if the storm's bad enough, pieces of your neighbor's house might be flying by. Your neighbor's trampoline might come by. Your neighbor's grill, barbecue grill might come by. I mean, it's dangerous out there. But that's what, that's what living in a house is like. Whenever uh, there's a storm of strife going on, there's things flying, not physical things, but words. Like I said, these verses before, these verses we read in James 2, or James 3, excuse me, they're, they're mostly talking about words. You'll sin quicker. You'll, you'll get outside of the love walk quicker. You know how I know this, don't you? <laughs> because I have flesh like you have flesh. (laughs) But you and I will get outside of the love of God quicker with our tongue, with our mouth, than any other member. Absolutely. Boy, I'm telling you what, this is something that, that we all have to brush up on. And so I believe that's why God's having us to check up on this. Hallelujah. You know, talking about the storms of, you know, if you're living in a storm and you don't have a shelter, I'm talking about a natural storm, things flying around. uh, Is there any relaxing in that situation? Huh? Is there, is that an atmosphere of peace where everybody's just relaxed? No, there is no relaxing. Isn't that right? And so everybody's always on edge. That's what some homes are like, and that's why some places are not a place a person can receive their healing. We've had to tell some people at times, in order to be healed, you're going to have to get out of that situation. Yeah. Disease is just that, it comes from dis ease. Disease. dis-ease. Amen. dis in the body can come from disease in the mind and the soul and the emotions. We've seen people fall apart physically, mentally, and always just because they were living in that kind of a place. Now, they might have contributed to it, you understand. You understand. But there's times you just have to, uh, you just have to love people from a distance. Because they continue to, to uh, insist on being a tornado everywhere they go. That is not wisdom. Because that tornado is going to blow them apart. Proverbs 11, what is it, 29. Tell me if I'm looking at the right verse. But Proverbs 11:29, I believe it is. It says, a man that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind. Troubling, I always say troubling it through strife, mm-hmm. yeah. bringing strife into situation. Every everywhere they go, they're a strifer. They wonder why nobody ever gets along with them. It's not everybody else. It's them. Yeah. Everybody else is getting along except when they come into the house. Yeah. Right. Amen. That's, I'm just, I'm not saying it's you. I don't know if it's you or not. I'm just saying. There are people like that. Everything offends them. They wear their feelings on their sleeve, and they take everything wrong, and they're they're always thinking of themselves, and how you hurt me, and that wasn't nice to me, and I, it's all about me, me, me. Amen. Having you on your mind makes you sick. (laughs) Anyway, I was supposed to be nice tonight, but I'm going (sighs) to... So um, the Bible says here, um, you know, where every strife is, there's confusion in every evil work. We want to shut this down. Amen. We want to shut this door, don't you? Yes. And so how do we give no place to the devil? Some of these things you have to recognize, the way, the way you give the devil no place is recognize that you're not fighting with another person, right. but you're, it's against an enemy that you can't see. Yeah. Can I just read this? Um, when negative thoughts, words, and actions start showing up in our home or in, in any situation, recognize that there is an invisible enemy, in, that he, there's an invi- the invisible enemy is working on you to get you to cooperate with him to destroy your marriage or that relationship. Why? Because he can't destroy it himself. He does not have the authority to destroy it himself. When you, recognize, when you recognize what Satan's doing, it's easier to give him no place. But when you're blind to what he's doing, you're confused about what is really happening. That's why you're focused on a person. Yeah. Satan wants you to, make that, uh, to miss that mark, so to speak, so he can continue to work unopposed. <laughs> this is so good. He wants you to think, it's the person, it's the person, it's the person. It's not the person. It's a strife is not a personality conflict. Strife is a strategic uh, weapon of the enemy to destroy things in your life. You need, to treat it, you need to treat it for what it really is. Have no part in it. Somebody said, well, how do I stop? You just zip the lip. It's hard for one person to fight. Amen. I thought I'd get a bigger amen than that. So uh, when you recognize what Satan's doing, you can give him no place. But when you are blind to what he's doing and confused about, then you're confused about what's really happening. That's why you're focused on a person. Satan wants you to miss that mark, so to speak, so he can continue to work unopposed. He can only get a place in your life if you give it to him. That's what Ephesians 4 talks about in verse number 26, 27. I only give a place in your life unless you give it to Him. But um, whether we realize it or not, when we uh, open the door to strife, we're opening the door to Him. Amen. 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 That's what James 3 is talking about, strife, whether strife is confusion, every evil work. All right, so this, is, this strife is not the wisdom of, of heaven. It's the wisdom of the world, the flesh, and the devil. But there is a wisdom from heaven. It's called the love walk. That's the, that's the wisdom of God. Yes. How many of you know that if you want days of heaven on earth... Yes. Anybody want days of heaven on earth? Yes, on, if you want days of heaven on earth, you've got to walk in the wisdom of heaven. Yes, that's right. yeah. Now, that doesn't take much intelligence to figure that out. If you want to have what heaven has, walk in heaven's wisdom. Heaven's wisdom is to not fuss, not fight, not argue, not strike. Amen. With words. Amen. You can see in 1 Peter 3, Psalm 133, and that verse I just read, Proverbs eleven twenty nine, that there is a direct connection between strife and poverty. Direct. And there's not a few links between those. They are directly connected. Directly. And those verses in 1 Peter 3... Psalm one thirty three, and, and there what it says there in, in Proverbs eleven twenty nine, those show that. And I have had a sermon on strife and poverty for a long time, and I've never got to preach it. I, it's not that I haven't got to; I just haven't got around to it. You know what I'm talking about? It's a big issue. It's in Psalm, I mean, it's in uh, Matthew eighteen. It's all through the Bible. All through the Bible, strife and, and uh, poverty are connected, direct link, direct link. Not a little that eventually it'll lead. No, it's direct. It'll shut down your faith just like that. Well, we're, we're avoiding this because that's, we just don't want that, right? And so um, when you realize that, you realize you can't afford strife. It's too expensive. <laughs> Amen. The foolishness of strife is just too expensive. I remember one time um, uh, being, having, having an opinion about some things that Pastor Debbie was doing as far as spending money, and uh, it just, just I mean, it was just creating strife, me bringing it up.
0: Yeah.
2: So I said, I went to the Lord about it, and he said, just pray for her, number one. Number two, now she's got issues she's praying for me for, too, so sure. don't take this yeah. wrong. <laughs> number two, he said, walk in love. He said, at least your faith will work. Yeah. Did you get that? Yes, sir. Anybody that might be getting married soon <laughs> might need to know that. <laughs> and speak the truth over her. Yes, She's a Proverbs 31 woman and the, her, the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her. Yes, amen. No, say the word. Yes, right. Say the word.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
2: Hallelujah. Amen. Well, these, I thought we'd get a better amen out of that one. but All the men were grunting. All the women were shouting. They, they, they thought that was good. Now, are you still ready for a little bit more? Learn to not let the irritations and antagonisms of the flesh dominate you. Don't let them affect your responses, your actions, your words, the tone of your voice, how your eyes look. You know, you can talk a lot, you can talk you can say a lot by demeanor. <laughs> but learn to not let when your flesh is agitated and, and and irritated. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Affect your demeanor, your attitude, your words, your kindness. Remember Ephesians four thirty two? Be ye kind one to another, tender hearted forgiving one another. Kind, would you have to write to Christians and say, be kind? Of course you do, because Christians have flesh. Well, that's just them back then. No, they're the same today. (laughs) Have to say it today. Be kind one to another. Praise the Lord. Some of you are starting to actually enjoy the service now. (laughs) Because you got somebody on your mind. Boy, they need to hear this. I'm telling you what. (laughs) Now, you ever notice that your flesh is like mine? When it gets irritated, it wants to let something fly. Driving on the road, somebody's acting up. Where'd you get your license? Walmart? (laughs) Everybody just looks straight ahead. (laughs) <laughs> Praise God. Do you know, like, let's, let's go back to the home. If somebody is destroying the atmosphere of their home with, with strife and words and always being irritated and pointing out other people's faults, you can go on down the list. If that's the atmosphere in their home, they're certainly not walking in the wisdom of God. Amen. That home, your mind's home are supposed to be... You know, the world that we live in, the jobs, the people we contact, the drivers on the road, <laughs> I mean, everything, the news, people are chaotic, people are, are tense, people are worked up, they're, they're in contention with one another, they're, they're on edge. Yes. Amen. We don't need that in our homes on top of all that. Our home ought to be a place of refuge. Yes. A place of peace. No wonder some people don't want to come home. Because they're trying to avoid the strife. Listen, go go to this verse. Well, I'll tell you what, it's in a different translation, so um, I'll just refer to this verse. Are you still with me tonight? Let's see if I can find this real quickly. Ah, blah, 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 blah. It's here somewhere. This is nah, where is it here? Ah, oh, I got to find this verse. Lord, help me find it. In the name of Jesus. Um the the uh, you just you just believe God and I'm going to find this before I end, finish. The the it's in uh, it's in a, st- a translation. I don't even remember the name of the translation, but it says about Moses, he said I cannot bear the weight of your strife alone. He's talking about all the cases that they were bringing against one another in law, and he was sitting there trying to decide this case and that case and that case. He said, "I cannot bear the weight of your strife alone." Well, do you know what say what is that? That it's a different translation, but go ahead. Numbers 11:14. Uh, yeah. Is, what's that say there? Is that the King James? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's an ESV version. A ESV, and I don't even remember what it stands for. It says, I cannot bear the weight of your strife alone. Do you know that's true about you as well? Yes. Alone, apart from the love of God, you cannot bear the weight of strife in your house or in relationships. Eventually, eventually you're going to cave in, give up hope. Or something. Or just cave into the flesh and return fire. You know what I'm talking about? The Bible said, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. You cannot bear strife. You cannot avoid. you, You cannot avoid being overcome of evil, strife, alone. You cannot avoid. When I say overcome by it, I mean drawn into it. Eventually, you're gonna without walking in the divine kind of love. Eventually, you're gonna return fire, <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> because you can't bear it alone. You gotta, you gotta be walking in the divine kind of love, or you're gonna give in. Yeah. 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 Amen. 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 So you, you and I, what he's saying here to me when he said walking in love and unity is protection as you go through this door in the ministry, you and I cannot bear what comes against us in going through this door alone. We're gonna have to walk in love. Amen. Well, somebody said, that sounds ominous. Well, just hear the Spirit, walk in the light of it, and it won't be ominous. O- ominous, ominous, whatever. I-, I-, I just passed English class. I tried to get through it, but. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And so don't destroy the atmosphere of your own home. Don't be a tornado in your own house. You're, you're being very foolish. Shut that down. If you knew what was attached to that and had a real revelation of what's attached to that and what, what that's opening the door to, it would, be, it would be just zip the lip, and if I have to, you go in that room, I'll go in this room. Till we both cool off and think about it. Why did I think of that story? <clears throat> Remember, I told you I was going to trap some coons? Yes
0: sir. yes,
2: sir. Haven't you been to church and you hear about my, my coon trapping?
0: Yeah, yes, sir.
2: Well, I got one. I got two. Yes. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Nice. The first one, he was mean. I came down around the corner of the house and he's like, he's ground at me. And I pulled, picked up the K, the, the trap, and he had torn holes all through my yard. He was as mean as could be. So we finished him. The next night, no, two nights later, I think it was, whatever it was, I caught another one. I came around the corner of the house. It's sitting there in the trap like this. No growling. Didn't tear up anything. I put him in the back of the four-wheeler. I drove down to the... Bottom of my property with the pistol. Now, I'm sorry, city folk. I'm sorry. (laughs) And I sat there and looked at him. I said, you've been nice. Opened it up and let him go. I said, go up there on stump and think about it. Amen. I'm not, I'm not just wanting to, you know, I'm not a mean guy. Yeah. <laughs> now, listen to me. That's what I was saying a moment ago. When you're tearing up your house, you need to go up on a stump and think about it.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yes. When you're just being a tornado, you need to go somewhere, sit on a stump and think about it. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Now, some couples seem to be competing with one another to see who can hold out the longest before they repent. I don't think it's anybody here. You know, it's somebody on live stream or something, you know. You ever, you ever met that couple? Yes.
0: <laughs>
2: I don't know. Maybe you met it when you walked out the door tonight, but I don't know. <clears throat> The first one to repent is the humblest, and the first one to forgive and forget is the happiest.
0: <laughs>
2: okay, that went over real good. Uh, I'm talking to you. Ever met you ever met people like that? They seem to the compete who can hold out the longest, as if it's as if it's a mark of. Maturity or something to—I don't know what we think. I don't know what the flesh is weird. How many of you know the flesh just has goofy ideas? Oh, come on, Pastor. seriously. You know I'm going to win this by being the the no, be, win by being the first one to repent. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah that's right. That's right.
2: Amen. Honey, I was raw, raw, raw. Ra- 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 I was wrong. (laughs) Oh, my, 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 my. (laughs) Talking about walking in love. Praise God. I've had, I, I go home sometimes. Well, I won't go there. Learn to keep your... Let's, let's talk about words. You want to talk about words a little bit? <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Pipe down on the front row there. <laughs> <laughs> <That's not. laughs> let's talk about words. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> words, be, remember, by, be, be kind. Words are supposed to be sweet. Words, don't talk your feelings, talk your love. The love of God. Yeah, but I got all the feelings and I'm not a hypocrite. Right, you're not a hypocrite. Who you really are is a love child of a love God. Act that way. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, learn gentleness, learn sweetness. I've noticed, and I think maybe anybody in this room is honest and noticed the same thing. Because we've all got flesh. We're not talking about the new nature tonight. We're talking about, well, we are talking about the new nature of love. But we're talking about overcoming the fleshly nature of, of irritations and so forth. But the tendency of my flesh, as I'm sure is like yours, is if, if I my flesh is irritated, in other words, it doesn't like the way somebody treated me, put me in a bad light, uh, maybe kept me from getting what I wanted or something like that then that's whenever I'm the most tempted to lash, lash out with harsh language or wrong language. Anybody being honest in here tonight? Um, in life and ministry, we have people God gives us to, to be examples of how to overcome this, but the ultimate example in the Bible is Jesus. The Bible said whenever he was reviled, he reviled not again. Amen. Boy, this this I mean we're gonna get thousands of watches on YouTube on this one. We're just gonna Woo! This is going viral, viral tonight. So in this area of walking in love, those times when we're irritated are the times we have to be the most disciplined to hold our fire. <laughs> Amen. Verbally. So some people just seem to live irritated in the flesh. Um, they're not walking close to God, I'll tell you that. Um, but, but there's things that irritate anyone's flesh. Um, whatever it is for you, when you're the most tempted to lash out with your tongue, that's whenever you need to guard yourself the most. That's when you need to keep yourself uh, from saying those things the most. I mean, go get a... Go get a uh, Go get a uh, clothespin or something. Carry it around in your pocket. <laughs> just as a reminder. All day long, you just feel that's in there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And you don't justify how others act. No, you justify yourself by how others act. <clears throat> your standard is not others, right? Okay. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, your st- my standard... <laughs> It's not how you treat me, but it's how he, how Jesus treated me. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. That means we're all safe. Because yes. <laughs> you're going to treat me and I'm going to treat you the way Jesus treated us. Hallelujah. Say, say to your neighbor, it's good to be in a safe place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so um, the further you go, this is something that I've gotten a hold of the further I walked with God. We've got to realize that the greater the anointing and the further we go in God, the the the, the, uh, smaller the margin for error. What I used to seem to get away with, I do not get away with anymore. I'm talking about the conviction of my own conscience, but I'm also talking about how quickly things start falling apart. Anybody willing to acknowledge that? (laughs) Why? Because as we grow up, God expects more out of us. And so um, I don't want something hindering my full blessings. I want the best God has for me. Hallelujah. Now, Isaiah 54, 17 is a verse you and I are familiar with. Anybody getting anything out of this? Isaiah 54, 17. Before we read this, um, other men may speak all manner of evil about other people and other men might speak all manner of evil against us. The Bible said in the last days, that's going to happen. Men will speak. The Bible said men will be lovers, excuse me, in the the last days, men will be haters of those which are good. And they're going to speak all manner of evil. Uh, The Bible talks about when men speak all manner of evil against you. You ever read those verses? And so, Whatever they do doesn't mean that's our permission slip to do it. Our standard, like we've been saying, is not other people. Our standard is the, the love of God that God loved us with. So with that in mind, um, we are to use our faith for the Lord, by, by staying, not returning fire ourselves. We are to use our faith for the Lord to defend us and fight our battles. That's what this verse is saying, Isaiah 54, 17, that you're going to, or went to. No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. Now, look at the, what what, what is this weapon he's talking about? Look at the next phrase. Every tongue. Every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment thou shalt condemn. Every tongue. He's talking about people that speak against you. Right? Right? And so he said, every tongue, no weapon formed against you. Those weapons are the words people are saying. There's other things too, you understand. But that's the primary meaning is that people's words, what they're saying to you about you. And so the Bible says, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. When people say things and and you're tempted to think that's going to hinder my progress. You know, somebody's going to believe a lie about me. I, 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 you got to learn to not fight that battle yourself, but trust God. Yes, yes, yes. Trust yes. God. Yes. Jesus was falsely—he was—he was crucified because of a false accusation.
0: Right. That's right. That's right. That's right.
2: That's right. It's the devil's favorite tactic. You see it all over politics today. Yes.
0: Yes, sir.
2: Just lie, 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 lie. On both sides. Don't get, it, don't get political with me. It's on both sides. I've heard people that I generally agree with just lie. And I said, that's a lie. Right? I'm not just picking sides here tonight. I'm just simply saying that's the flow of the world. They just use their tongue to destroy one another. That's what they employed against Je- Satan, actually, through men. Employed against Jesus and crucified him.
0: False
2: accusations. False accusations. The devil's favorite tactic, but yes. Jesus, First Peter three. We like prefer, so let's back up to First Peter two. First Peter two twenty four is our favorite verse about healing. Right. By who, who who was who, uh, by his stripes were healed. Right. Back up to verse twenty three. It says who when he was reviled reviled not again. But well, when he was threatened he he uh, uh, when he, he was threatened he judged not but committed himself to him that judges righteously.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. He, didn't ret- he didn't defend himself. He appealed to the high court of heaven. Yes, yes. I don't know why I'm on this. In the days ahead, you're going to need it more and more. But he, like this verse said, this is your well, let's keep on reading Isaiah 54:17. This cuz it gives us so much more de- detail. No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. In other words, I will justify you. When others have have tried to destroy you, I will justify you yes. that's your inheritance from me God said. Amen. in other words that's your one of your rights and privileges in Christ that's why people fuss with one another trying to get their way trying to be just trying to keep somebody from destroying their life by false accusations. Am I making any sense tonight? God said, appeal, just like Jesus did, appeal your case to the high court of heaven. Yes, that's what Jesus did. He said, I'll be justified before God. And God, that's the reason God could raise Jesus from the dead. Because it was an unjust accusation that he was killed for. Actually, it was you and my sin. It wasn't his sin. It wasn't his wrongdoing. But that's what they used against him. Are you still following me? So when you're wrongly accused or wrongly treated, rather than, I'm going to defend myself, I'm going to get my way, I got my rights, I'm blah, 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 blah. This is America. Yeah, and there's a lot of Americans messed up. Spiritually all tied up in knots on the inside. And they're just as broke, busted, and disgusted as any person in a third world country. Except they have a cell phone. I'm just, just, I'm just leveling with you tonight. Come on. I've been to third world countries. they just... <laughs> and good streets to drive on, you know, and electricity's always on. Am I making any sense tonight? You got to go by a higher law. You got to go by a higher law. And so uh, when you're reviled, Don't revile again. Now notice, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. You know as well as I do that when a tongue rises against you like this verse talks about, it pulls real hard on your tongue to say something. I know of a minister. We've become good friends. He has over the years, decades, had all kinds of situations People talk about him in all sorts of ways. He said, the Lord told him, don't ever answer one of your critics. I'll make you stand. Somebody said, I can't do that. No, you won't. Relationships. This is where relationships are are torn apart. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. So, uh... It pulls on your tongue to say something out of your fleshly nature. So this verse is saying, put your faith in God to defend you and take care of you by keeping your mouth shut. Amen. I remember um, uh, how many, what was it? Back 2020, I guess it was. And in, in, uh, I don't know how many people even knew it. I don't even know if we said much about it. Uh, but. We put out, a, there was a lot of questions, people in the public wanted to know, people, you know, and rightly so. Our clients and our, our parents at the daycare wanted to know, what's your policy about masks and everything? This is all during COVID. And um, so we, we, you know, prayed and put some things together and put it in a letter and sent it to the, uh, or gave it to the parents. And they were all, you know, I think most everybody's fine with it. But um, we, we, it was very, you know, very, anybody can do whatever they want, but this is our policy. You don't have to do this, but this is our policy. I'm talking about the parents bringing their children with masks. And um, we'll follow whatever you want your, ch- your, your child to have, you know, and so forth. Well, we put that on a letter. And most everybody's fine, just glad to get some clarification. But I don't know who it was, doesn't matter to me, even if I knew it, wouldn't matter. But somebody took that that letter to the uh, media. I don't know if anybody saw it, but for about three news cycles, like two evenings and one morning or something like that, I don't remember exactly, don't quote me if that wasn't right, but it's like three different, I remember three different broadcasts of the news locally here, they blasted Harvest Christian Daycare, just blasted us. Well, that doesn't make you wanna right. shut up. Right. <laughs> right. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That makes you wanna get on the news and say, Let me tell you about some of these fools that I'm But uh, you know, and so what did we do? Nothing. God's our defense. We had person after person after person. In fact, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think that some, some of you people working in the daycare maybe, maybe can say that this isn't right. But to my memory right now, standing here right now, I don't remember of a negative comment. Maybe somebody on the news broadcast, you know how they chat down there. Somebody, you know, they blast us. But I'm talking about people that really knew us. It was just one of the parents. Yeah, just one of the parents. But... Um, Person after person came to us and said, We know that's a bunch of lies. Everything they said on the news, that's a bunch of lies. We know you. And they thanked us for our policy. They were grateful. And it actually helped the daycare grow. (laughs) Thank you very much for all the media and all the publication, all that free advertising. Hallelujah. See, God defended us. Well, that's true. That would work for you. I don't know why I'm saying this. Just put it in your spiritual arsenal and have it ready for any time it's needed. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so um, you, you and I are called, according to Jesus in the, mount, uh, uh, the uh, Sermon on the Mount, you and I are called to love, bless, do good, and pray for people. Amen. Remember that? Pray for people, those who despitefully use you. Love them uh, that, that hate you. Curse or bless them that curse you, right? We're called to love, bless, do good, and pray for people. Well, I don't think they should have done it that way. Love, bless, do good. Amen. The Bible talks about in several places to not... Um, to not, uh, let me see here. It's right here, down here, James four ten or eleven. Speak not evil one another, brethren. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. And then it talks also um, about bridling our tongue. Amen. Everybody still glad you came to church tonight? <laughs> Hallelujah. And he keeps talking about in verse number, this is chapter 5 of James, verse number 9. Grudge not one against another, brethren. Grudge not. What is that? That means complain if you look it up. I'm telling you, you start examining yourself in the light of the word, it's amazing. Just complaining. I, I've been meditating on this and, and I realize I'm catching myself. That's just complaining about somebody else. You know, you know what an opinion is? It's the thought of somebody has no authority to make any decisions about what they're talking about. Complaining about this, complaining about this, complaining about that. Um, even the simplest little things. Why, why, can't the, why can't the weatherman get the weather right? <laughs> yeah, there's only one job in the world you can get, be wrong half the time and still keep your job. You know, just... The more I've learned about weather, the more it's very difficult to predict. What's Is that storm going to go just 13 miles south and miss us, or is it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Yeah, praise the Lord. (laughs) Anybody still glad you came to church tonight? Complaining, complaining, complaining about how others, others did that, complaining. The older I get, the more I understand old, grumpy people. I told my wife, I said, I'm not going to get like that. I'm not going to be old and grumpy. Well, now all the kids these days, you're just grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. Nobody, no no wonder nobody ever invites you to lunch. You're no fun to be around. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, thank God for the word. All right, let's wrap this up. So, um, one area, in this area of walking in love and holding your tongue, um, realize that the mark of your spirituality is not, uh, is not how much you go to church and prophesy and speak in tongues. It's your love walk with your tongue, what you, what you do in private, what you say in private. Amen. Now, that doesn't mean that it won't help you to control your tongue. To speak in tongues, in other words, it'll, to speak more in tongues will help you control your tongue. Go over to Jude, and let's wrap this up. Praise the Lord. Amen. Are you thinking a lot tonight? Okay, good. Thank you for answering my question. I was wondering why you're quiet. Just, just thought I'd see if I was right. That's good. Well, it's good to sit and think, isn't it? In church, you think about it. Go up on a stump and think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jude, this is only one chapter, Jude chapter 1, verse number 20. Ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Yes. That's praying in tongues. Yes. Then notice the very next word, the next verse. Keep yourself in the love of God. Amen. Keep yourself in the love. How? By praying in other tongues. Now, how on earth could pray in other tongues keep you in the love of God because the love of God's coming from the same place those tongues are coming from. Yeah. The love of God to shed abroad in your heart is, is in that same place that those tongues are coming from. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, that those tongues are coming out of your spirit by the help of the Holy spirit and the love of God was shed abroad in your spirit as well. Yes, sir. Is that right? Yes. And so for, for the love of Christ, remember first second Corinthians four, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Five, what is it? Fourteen, I believe it is. I could be wrong there, but it's close to that. (laughs) It says, the love of Christ constraineth us. In other words, it's like the reins on a horse. That's the way I always read that verse. The love of Christ sometimes will put the reins on your tongue. Whoa. Your tongue's getting ready to say something. Okay, you're perfect. But my tongue, sometimes it wants to say something. you you might be perfect in I know you're perfect in heart, but you're yeah. not perfect in the flesh. Come on. We're reaching for it though. Yeah.
0: Yes, sir.
2: Yes, sir. Amen. I'm going for it. Yes, yes, sir. yes sir. But uh, that that love will constrain you. In other words, your conscience, your your spirit. That's the voice of your spirit. It'll it'll say, Whoa, whoa, don't say that. Anybody ever felt those reins on your tongue? Anybody ever just went ahead and blurted it out anyway? And two weeks later. When it's finally all, when the storm you created is finally all over, you go, I knew I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> well, let's, let's start catching it before it flies. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Dr. Uh, Summerall said, uh, words you speak are like feathers. You go up on a mountain and you, you empty a feather pillow and the wind just carries everywhere. He said, the words that you speak are like that. You can't always get those all back. Well, that's the one way you can get them back is just never let them out. Just never let them out. I'm talking about out of the flesh. The flesh wants to say some things. Anyway, so um, that, that love in there will constrain you. And just like you, when you speak much in other tongues, it will, how would I say it? Speaking much in other tongues is you learning to hook your tongue up to your spirit. You're, that's coming out of your spirit, those tongues. So as you develop in that and recognizing where that's come from and speaking out of your spirit, only, only using your tongue for what's coming out of your spirit, that'll help you in every other area when something wants to come out of your spirit through your mouth. Yeah. It's like you are becoming more proficient at yielding your tongue to that than you are your flesh. Amen. The love of God that, comes out, that is coming out of that same place that those utterances in tongues are coming from. And you're helping to school yourself to speak only what comes out of your spirit rather than what comes out of your flesh. Amen. Woo! Amen. Take me to school, Jesus. Yes. Your flesh, your emotions and feelings and stuff, they want to they, they say some things. But when you practice speaking only out of your spirit. Now, listen, and we'll, we'll wrap this up. Verse 21 in the Amplified, Jude 121 in the Amplified, it doesn't just say keep yourself in the love of God. The Amplified says guard and keep yourself, guard and keep yourself. That word guard brings in the idea of protection through walking in love. Amen. The only safe place in life is walking in love. Somebody said, I thought it was in faith. Right. When you walk in love, your faith will work. Amen. So the only safe place in life is to walk in love. Anything outside of love is sin. Do you know it's the New Testament commandment? That's the commandment. It's not a suggestion. It's a commandment. This is what fulfills all the Old Testament law, Romans 13 says. So he he said, this is the New Testament commandment, walk in love. So everything outside of the commandment is sin. And so we guard ourselves and uh, keep ourselves in a safe place by walking in love. Anything outside of love is dangerous because we're on the territory where the devil has access to us. Amen. So this uh, issue of walking in love should be very important to us who want to learn to walk by faith. Everybody's in that boat, right? Praise the Lord. Stand up with me. Praise the Lord. It's dangerous to run roughshod over the guardrails of love. When I say guardrails, I mean when your conscience is talking to you, don't say that. It's it's like a guardrail on the side of your road, you're going down the road, and that's something there to keep you from going over that cliff, so to speak. That's dangerous, right? Notice it didn't say God will keep you in the love of God. He said you keep yourself. You keep yourself. Hallelujah. That's stated in such a way that it puts the responsibility on us. Different people are different. We understand that. We understand certain people are more mild-mannered, but um, all of us can learn from this. And and uh, you know, if you you are especially you whatever, <laughs> hot-headed or especially, you know, people use different terms. It's the Irish in me or whatever. Yeah. No, it's just Irish flesh, just like it's Norwegian flesh or German flesh or Spanish flesh, whatever. Flesh is flesh. Flesh is flesh,
0: that's right.
2: That's right. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen.
2: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the remaining in this love that uh, he has for us is walking in this divine love toward our brothers and sa- sisters, a safe place. Safe place. That's, the, the Bible says there's a place that where actually Satan cannot touch you. He that is begotten of God keeps himself, and that wicked one touches him not. Woo. Can't get through. Can't get in. He can't even touch you. Well, there's something better than falling into a pit in a hell hole and being delivered from it. It's just never falling into it to begin with. Can't touch you. Can't touch you. I think we ought to set our standards a little higher. Or set our sights a little higher. And when you look at it, it's the most excellent way. Oh, there's the most excellent, walking in love. The Bible says that this is the most excellent way. This is the best way to approach any situation. It's the best way to approach any relationship, any conflict, any whatever thing you're going through with somebody. How do I handle this? Walk in love. What's, walk, walk, what's walking in love look like? Well, you got to get in your word. <laughs> get in your word. Amen. Brother Hagin has a wonderful book on it out here. I think we got it in the library, Love, The Way to Victory. If you can get three, three, through three pages without being convicted, you are a humdinger. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 I'm committed to it. I have received communion over this. I'm committing to walk in love. Boy, just the moment I see myself stepping outside of it, I'm going to step back in just as quick as I can. Anybody willing to commit to that with me? Hallelujah. The further we go, the, the more safe, safety we're going to need. And uh, that's not to be, make you afraid. That's just to make you sober. It's good to be sober. Isn't it good to be sober? Lift your hands up, Father. We, we as a congregation, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the, for the instructions uh, Lord, that you keep us ahead of anything and everything the enemy tries to get to us in. We're grateful for the help of the Spirit. We're grateful for the, the uh, teacher that lives on the inside of us. Lord, any word, action, thought, uh, any attitude, anything that is not in line with the divine kind of love. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the Holy Spirit to help us to see it in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise and all the glory. And we're committed, as a congregation, we're committed, Father, to walk in the most excellent way that keeps all the doors closed to the devil, hallelujah, and keeps us protected and safe. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you for the good life that you have for us in this life, days of heaven on earth. Captain protected, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thinking of that lady Brother Hagin talks about, she was, um, she was the one, you might remember the story, she said, I hate my mother-in-law, remember that? Brother Hagin said, look down in here and say that, and she said it, and he said, what's going on? He said, Something, she said, something's scratching me. Well, that's because that's that love in there saying, don't say that, you do love your, your mother-in-law. So she started walking in love with her mother-in-law. And she said to Brother Hagin later, the series of meetings was going on for a while, said to Brother Hagin later, said, "But she actually got to know her. She's a sweet lady, you know. (laughs) Amen. Amen. See, hate will blind you, you know. But so anyway, that's a word for somebody right there. Later on, she's the one that had a daughter that kept getting seizures. Remember that? And they called and said, Brother Hagin, come over and pray. Our daughter's having a seizure. On the way over there, this is where Jesus spoke to Brother Hagin and said, don't pray for the child. Say to the mother, mo- say to the mother, mother, you point to the child and say, honey, or daughter, whatever, I'm walking in love. Satan, you take your hands off my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that story? That's that same lady that said, you know, I hate my mother-in-law. Amen. And so she has started walking in love. And whenever that seizure came, she said, brother Higgins told her to say, Satan, take your hand off my daughter. I'm walking in love. See, that's the New Testament commandment. The Old Testament says, well, you keep my commandments and my statutes, then I'll take sickness away from the midst of you. That's that. See, you run that through the New Testament. You walk in love. I'll take sickness away from the midst of you. Oh, my, my, my. Do we actually believe that? You have the authority, if you're walking in love, to say, not here, I'm walking in love. I'm, I'm walking in the New Testament commandment. I'm not saying everybody that's sick is not walking in love. I'm not saying that. But I'm simply saying that gives us that authority to say that. She did that. That woman spoke to that child and said, I'm walking in love. Satan, you take your hands off my child. I'm walking in love. Brother Hagin said, God is my witness. That Caesar. stopped just like that. And that's the last seizure she had for the rest of her life. Glory be to God. It's almost like the Bible's true or something. I think we ought to dig around in this for a while. What do you think? Praise God. I'll judge myself. You judge yourself. We'll just smile at one another. How's that? Glory to God. Greet somebody as you go, say, thank God for this territory, this protected place of walking in love. I don't know about you, but I'm going to judge myself in the light of the Word. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Father, we thank You for the Word. We thank You that it's working in our lives tonight. We're doers of what we heard. In Jesus' name, amen.